Hello, this is Rory with the Love Chat, and today's topic is doubting no contact. Now, this is video number 107. If you have a question you'd like for me to consider featuring on the Love Chat, please write it in a comment below. And if you enjoyed these videos, please subscribe and hit like. Also, if you'd like to do a Skype coaching or email coaching, be sure to visit my website, thelovechat.net slash coaching. Now then, doubting no contact. Doubting that no contact works, wondering if it's the thing that you should be doing to win your ex back, and wondering if no contact isn't just going to piss them off more. I would call all of these questions extremely normal, and I think that we really shouldn't punish ourselves for wondering if no contact is, you know, worth doing. Is it the right way to go? I mean, think about what's happening to you right now. Really, let's have an honest conversation. Somebody who you love just walked away. When they walk away, it communicates to you, to your subconscious, that you're not good enough, right? Now, maybe they've told you it has nothing to do with you. It's really me. I don't want this right now. This isn't what I need right now. But we can't control the parts of our brain that are unconscious. I mean, God, we have enough trouble controlling the parts of our brain that are conscious. And so, if somebody walks away, and you're panicking to get them back, it's only natural to doubt all of the things that different coaches are telling you, different friends are telling you, family, and maybe the ex's friends, right? So you're having all of these different ideas of what you should be doing. Oh, no, you just have to fight harder. She wants you to fight harder for her. Or he wants to know that you really love him. And so here we come, a group of online dating experts, telling you to not talk to your ex anymore. I'm not even slightly confused as to why you're doubting if no contact is even effective, if it will work for your situation. But in order to have that open and honest conversation with each other, because we want to be honest with one another, we have to say a couple of things. First and foremost, you're sad right now. You are emotionally afflicted. You're not thinking completely logically. There are bits of logic to your thought, but you're not looking at the whole big picture because you have a goal and that goal is controlling your emotions. Your ex left, and so you are not happy right now. And so you want to think to yourself, okay, can I make wise decisions right now? And the answer is, some of you will say yes, and some of you will say no. Some of you will say, mm, I, I think, and some of you will say, hell no, no way. The truth is, is right now you want something, and that something is eluding you. You want your ex, and your ex doesn't want you. That raises their value, right? Because you want something that life is currently telling you you cannot obtain, and so you want it more. That is simple value. We've studied this to the death. If you type in the principle of value on any economics website, or in the Journal of Human Psychology, or even in sociology, it is very well studied. When we think that someone or something is unobtainable, we want it even more. And it seems so much harder to get. So that's the first thing. The second thing, like we spoke about, is that you, at this moment, are not thinking emotionally clearly because you're conflicted, because there's an emotional buildup, because you are sad. And as we know, the best type of decisions you make for yourself are made when there is an emotional neutral. You're not happy. You're not sad. You're not angry. Nothing's happening that's making you feel great. You're not in puppy love. You're just neutral. So let's briefly talk about why no contact is effective. 
First and foremost, no contact is effective because we want to get you to that aforementioned emotional neutral state. We don't want you crying over your ex. We don't want you unable to get through a day without thinking about them. We want you to just be good. And you're focusing on yourself and your life's becoming better because you're focusing on yourself. That makes you more attractive. Versus if all you can think about is your ex and they are your every thought and you cannot be happy until they're back in your life. Wanting somebody that much is not attractive. And it repels people because they know that you don't have anything going on outside of them. And so I think we can all agree that if you keep interacting with your ex and keep pining for them, you're going to have a hard time getting past that emotional place that you're currently at and achieving that emotional neutralness that we keep bringing up. And so, instead, you humbly bow out and you say, I'm not going to be able to make good decisions in the presence of this person. Because maybe they're giving me hot and cold behavior, maybe they're one foot in, one foot out, or maybe they're giving me no hope that we're going to get back together at all. But I'll trick myself into believing that every little sign that I'm seeing must mean something. Well, hey, they liked my cousin's, nephew's, niece's, dry cleaning lady's Facebook post, so that means they're trying to get a hold of me, right? And they want me to reach out to them. We'll do those sort of mental gymnastics if it works in the narrative that we currently have in our brain. We all do it. It's really hard to come about. It's really hard to know that you're doing it. Or, if you know that you're doing it, it's really hard to stop doing it. But the number one way to achieve it is to take a step backwards out of this fog that's happening right now so that you can make a smarter choice for you. That makes you more attractive. That helps your ex say, maybe I was wrong. Maybe me leaving them wasn't such a smart idea. How is this? Well, because they're human. They're not sure about every single decision they make. And if, in their moment of doubt, they look back and see how you're doing, and they see that you're doing fine, that you're totally okay without them, in fact, you're doing a little better. You've lost some weight. You're going back to the gym. You're talking to a counselor. You're focusing on your life. You're going back for that degree you always said you would, and you're not doing it in the presence of them. They think, holy crap, did I make a mistake? Why are they thriving and I'm currently doubting, right? I broke up with them. I'm not supposed to be doubting. I knew this was what I wanted. Wasn't it? But if you go to them and you begin to showcase all of this change that you've been doing, and say, see, look, I'm capable of working on myself. I'm capable of addressing relationship problems. I'm capable of doing all of this. They won't think, oh, that's so sweet. Look at all this work that they're doing for me. They'll think, why now? Why did it take me breaking up with you for you to do this? Look, I know no contact is scary. I know that a lot of you don't want to do it. And it seems completely counterintuitive to not reach out to the person you want to get back with, right? Because the image that's happening there is like you're running away from them, and suddenly they're going to want you back? How does that make any sense? Shouldn't you run towards them, and they run towards you, and you embrace like the movies? Well, yeah, but when has life ever been like the movies? And so the truth is that they're more attracted to you when you back away and focus on your life, because that's what attracted them in the first place. You walking up to them and kissing their ass and giving them everything they want is not what initially attracted them. They left because you no longer acted the way you did when you first attracted them. And so why is continuing the pattern 
that's already got you broken up with going to help you get back with them? It's food for thought. And I think that one of the best things you can do, and certainly what I did in my own life, was I set up a contingency plan where if I knew I was going to break no contact, I had a list of 10 things I could do besides that. I could call my no contact accountability buddy, right? My best friend who I would call and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this time. And he would be really like, shut up. No, you're not. Come over. Let's hang out. You know, bring some food, pick up a pizza, we'll hang out, you're not going to do it. Or I would go to the gym, or I would go for a long walk, or I would journal, or I would leave my phone at home, get in a car and drive. Whatever works for you, whatever helps de-stress you, because frankly, these all come in waves. Wanting to break no contact comes in a wave, sadness comes in a wave, and the wave does pass. Now, if your ex reaches out, you know what to do. I've made plenty of videos on what to do. But I think that for your own good, right now, use this time of no contact to focus completely on you. Because you've spent the past weeks, maybe months, maybe even years, focusing on them, on something that you couldn't control. And, you know, just this once, wouldn't it be nice to put the control back where it belongs? With you. That's all I had for today. If you found my video helpful, I would be very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. Please leave a comment below and tell me how I did on this video, and tell me what topics you want me to cover in the future. Additionally, if you'd like extra videos every week, private live streams with me, and free copies of my book upon release, just visit my Patreon, www.patreon.com slash thelovechat. Until next time.